Warm intros run the world. It's how humans translate trust with each other. If you want to break into a network, get someone from that network to vouch for you and getting in is much easier. With that said, I don't know how this has happened, but in 2023, getting a warm intro has never been harder. There are thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people aiming to get into very exclusive networks. And the warm intro model isn't effective anymore. There's too much noise for the signal. So if you are a professional, if you're someone that wants to expand your network, what is someone to do? Well, you could spend your time cold emailing, sending LinkedIn emails, and hoping one of 100 people replies gets you a coffee meeting that leads nowhere. Or you could do something different. And today's episode is sponsored by SeedScout, which allows you to do something different. SeedScout is a platform that allows you to request introductions to other people on the network with a click of a button. No more sending long emails, no more sending doing all this research, right? It's simple. You send an intro request. If they want to meet you, they accept, and you're instantly introduced. SeedScout is an alternative way to expand your network that gives someone more context than a cold email, but it's faster to achieve than that warm introduction. So if you are a sick of spending hours, days, weeks, months, even years trying to break into new networks and you just want to try something new, I would check out seedscout.com, S-E-E-D, scout.com. Let's get into today's episode and thanks for listening. Warm intros run the world. It's how humans translate trust with each other. If you want to break into a network, get someone from that network to vouch for you, and getting in is much easier. With that said, I don't know how this has happened, but in 2023, getting a warm intro has never been harder. There are thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people aiming to get into very exclusive networks, and the warm intro model isn't effective anymore. There's too much noise for the signal. So if you are a professional, if you're someone that wants to expand your network, what is someone to do? Well, you could spend your time cold emailing, sending LinkedIn emails, and hoping one of 100 people replies to get to you a coffee meeting that leads nowhere. Or you could do something different. And today's episode is sponsored by SeedScout, which allows you to do something different. SeedScout is a platform that allows you to request introductions to other people on the network with a click of a button. No more sending long emails, no more sending doing all this research, right? It's simple. You send an intro request. If they want to meet you, they accept, and you're instantly introduced. SeedScout is an alternative way to expand your network that gives someone more context than a cold email, but it's faster to achieve than that warm introduction. So if you are a sick of spending hours, days, weeks, months, even years trying to break into new networks and you just want to try something new, I would check out seedscout.com, S-E-E-D, scout.com. Let's get into today's episode and thanks for listening. What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin of stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical scale yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies, and the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus, so if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones, like with Imadi Kuhn, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews, so check it out. Enjoy the repository. And for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. All right. How's it going, everyone? 
Welcome to another another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Peter Costa, who's the co-founder of Vault2 Technologies. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Doing good. Great to see you, Matt. Thank you. Yeah, good to see you too. Always, always excited to interview a local founder. Uh, always my favorite interviews. Um, so let's just uh, let's just dive into what you're working on at uh, at Ball Two. For those that aren't familiar with your company, what are you working on? What is Ball Two Technologies? So Ball Two Technologies. Uh, so first of all, we're a we're a social impact company, and our mission is to accelerate the development of a skilled workforce and increase access to high quality jobs. And what we have is a uh, it's an on-the-job knowledge-sharing platform that's built specifically for uh, industries that like advanced manufacturing, um, really anywhere that they use hands-on, more your mechanical workforce. So think of that kind of like Notion or Confluence, but for those types of industries. So walk me through for the the, the kind of customers you sell to or the end users that interact with Ball2. Like, can you walk us through a little bit of how it works? Maybe what the user experience may be like for someone interacting with uh, with what you've kind of built? Yeah, yeah. And this is, uh, you know, this insight has come from uh, over 100 different interviews we've done with subject matter experts in the space. And um, so really the, maybe I'll address, if I can address the problem first that we're, that we're solving is sure. that. In these industries, um, you know, there's a lot of manuals. Um, manuals go outdated a lot uh, because operations and procedures constantly change. Things get adjusted. And uh, anybody that has to go and rewrite a 500-page man page manual doesn't want to do it uh, because it's very cumbersome. And uh, the p types of people that are working in these very mechanically uh these mechanically inclined settings aren't always the greatest at documentation and not really computer savvy. Um, and they're very smart. It's just computers are not one thing that they have to work with all the time. Um, and so updating all of that documentation in order to train people, in order to communicate quality standards, et cetera, um, becomes a huge challenge. And so what we'll see is that you know, you'll have maybe a manual or you have a training guide or some sort of guide that is developed and uh, it never gets updated, never changes, um, or um, that knowledge just isn't captured at all. It's usually retained in a handful of people. Um, those people, uh, many of them are older, they retire. And when problems arise on the floor in the field, um, it, you know, it hits the fan and no one knows how to get it resolved. And so we've built SuperDoc, our on-the-job on the job knowledge sharing platform to help rapidly capture that information and share it with your entire workforce. That's amazing. I'm curious, uh, the founders can, uh, you know, founders have the ability to build multiple different companies, different industries, but they pick a certain company, a certain sector for a reason. So I'm curious for you, what is the origin story uh, for this company? And why did you decide to work on this versus anything else you potentially could have worked on? So um, we started our first company back in 2017. Um, it was uh, one of the co-founders and myself. And, um, and we, during that time, we were just a service company. Uh, our, uh, we had another co-founder join us um, about a year and a half later. He was at NASA and uh, before that, and he brought a lot of really great insight um, around technology development 
And so we, we kept on building software for these large organizations. And we started getting called on to these factory floors uh, about these two primary problems. One was knowledge sharing or knowledge capture. And then the other was really around training. And how do I keep my subject matter expert that has 25 years of experience? I fly them out to, you know, across the country, or across the world, and they show up and this machine is down and they have to press like a green button or like plug it in and then they fly back. And this problem happens everywhere. And so uh, our, our CTO and co-founder, uh, his name's Fox, he was like, hey, when we were at NASA, we we solved uh, we solved a very similar problem to this. And this is the way that NASA did it. And uh, so we from there, we started seeing an opportunity to really build a product around this continuing pain point that we heard. And so I think it was, you know, where we decided was um, we found a we found a pain and we we found a a very reasonable and 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 scalable solution that would be able to help organizations and the i think the other benefit around our target markets so our target markets are advanced manufacturing semiconductor and aerospace and these industries have very complex operating procedures they all have a retiring workforce that their median age is somewhere in the mid 40s to sometimes even 50s so they have a lot of people that are retiring that need to pass on and transfer that knowledge and they have a, a very little people that are coming in the door and so it's kind of this perfect storm of where we're where we're setting up our business, and um, and so yeah, that was really the the inception of it. Um, and uh, a lot of these things are really complex uh, procedures and and training that is constantly evolving, and you need to keep up with that pace of that of that type of dynamic environment. And Superdoc makes it very fast and easy to do that. And as you're working on uh, on Vault2 and, you know, working with your team, building the product, like, I'm curious, where do you allocate your time to on an average day? Obviously, there's no there's no average day uh, as, as a founder. Um, but if you were to break it down, how are you allocating your time? Maybe how does that change over time if it does? Yeah, I think this has been a learning experience for me as, um, you know, as a, as the CEO and co-founder, you want to be able to support your team. Um we are bootstrapped. And so um, we've, uh, the, the thing that is more and more apparent to me every day is that uh, sales is the number one thing that you need to do. And um, so I found myself uh, as an early stage startup, that if you're not doing sales um, multiple hours per day, getting out to events, getting your product in front of people, then then you're going to come into a lot of challenges. And um, so I think that is that is the priority. The other thing is, um, you know, the, the challenge as a CEO co-founder, um, especially when you have a small team, is that you wear a lot of hats. And it is you like being a generalist is good. Um, but I think there is there is a principle of immersion into different roles. And if you're not immersed into those different roles, you're going to have, you're always going to be like, think of it like water boiling. Uh, you know, you can get 200 degrees, it'll be really hot. Uh, but once you get to 212 degrees, that's the boiling point of water that creates steam. That's all of a sudden when locomotives start moving and engines start moving and you generate electricity. And if you don't give that, that extra, you know, 12 degrees, 
um, even that one degree, it, it makes a big difference. So my recommendation for others is really like understand what is the, what is the big, what is the big thing that you need to immerse yourself into, whether that's fundraising, whether that's assisting your team in product development or sales. I, I find that the stage that we're in right now, it's really around sales. And so if I don't immerse myself into that, then I'm not going to be as successful as I'd like as a, as a, um, as a CEO and co-founder and leading a small startup. I love that. Some great lessons in there. And if you were to kind of take everything you're doing on a day-to-day, package it up and do it every day for the next, you know, five years, 10 years, 15 years, what what do you think uh, will pop out on the other side? Or in other words, what's the big vision here um, with Ball2 and what direction are you rowing in every day as you're building this out? So like I mentioned, as we are, we have a social impact mission to accelerate the development of a skilled workforce. At the core of what we of what we're building is that we know that through our technology, that um, individuals can become uh, can s- skill themselves much faster than going through some of these traditional pathways, like going to college and going to a you know getting like a two year degree or something at a at a college. Um, many of the positions that are opening up or that are always open are these entry-level technicians. Even even there's engineers that don't have an engineering degree that are working in many of these industries. And so, you know, when we started talking with these different companies, they had this skilled labor pain point of finding workers. They can't find them at the colleges because there's just not enough. When we started talking with individuals around, hey, do you want these jobs? And a lot of people said, yeah, absolutely. I want to, I want to be making, you know, 50, 60 grand a year, right out of the, right out of the gate, um, working on robotics and automation and AI driven systems. And the challenge was that they had to go through college. So um, an additional product that we've de- developed is in a rapid upskilling program um, that you can also use. And somebody receives a micro certification uh, going through these pre-set trainings that we have, and they're able to get to an entry-level technician. They're able to get to a, a tier one technician. So they're actually able to double their salary and become rapidly skilled through our technology. So the vision is that we use our technology in collaboration with these new types of upskilling pathways to really um, upskill the next generation workforce. It's incredible. And in order to make the vision happen and actually bring it to life, like you'll need some help, right? It takes a village to make a startup work and scale. So my question for you is how can the forward thinking founders community help? Are you hiring? Are you raising money? Are you looking for, 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 you know, partners or customers? Like how can we assist on this, this vision of yours? So our, our big thing right now is just expanding our, our customer base. So that's the first one. Um, If anybody knows um, somebody that is, in, I mean, we have customers, our target markets right now are advanced manufacturing, semiconductor, aerospace, but we're also working with like small welding shops, uh, HVAC companies, um, anybody that has a hands-on workforce, they see an incredible value in our software. Um, so any types of introductions, that would be, that's, that's always um, appreciated. And then uh, we are we are in the process of raising our first formal fundraising round. Um, so any investors that are uh, that are looking at whether an angel or a more of a formal like a a VC, um, we'd love to to talk with them about 
our vision and how we can collaborate with them. And then if a VC or a potential customer or someone that may know a potential customer is listening to this podcast, how can they find you online? Like do you have a website, a social media presence or email address? Like how can someone connect and learn more? Yeah. Uh, so baltutech.com is our website. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn, Peter Costa. Um, and uh, not as active on Twitter. Um, I'm, uh, but uh, it's at PD Costa is my uh, my Twitter handle. Probably for the best. Twitter it can often be a time suck, uh, or I guess it's now called X. Um, I, I found value out of it, but maybe I've, I've more time has been wasted than value has been created. <laughs> well, <laughs> I I uh, appreciate you coming on to the podcast and sharing what you're working on, and best of luck building this out. Looking forward to following yeah. along. I appreciate it, Matt. Thank you so much.